I'm Dean Blandino, and you're listening to Scoop FM. Welcome to Scoop FM, the official podcast of the Dynasty League, the only league that counts. I'm Dan Belinke, back at it. First time speaking to you since the end of the Super Bowl, since more importantly, since the end of a Dynasty, Shadynasty Dynasty Championship, uh, yet another where I made it to the finish line and then lost. Three times. Three times. This league, five total championships, three appearances by me. That's tied with Matt for the most appearances ever. Over half of this league's 60% of this league's lifetime, I am standing there in the championship and I've never won it. Never won it. Now, many reached out to me with some kind condolences saying, Look, if you had your squad, right? If Trey Lance and Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson and Jonathan Taylor, and the list goes on and on. If all those guys hadn't been hurt, which they were critically for the final game, you'd have won your first championship. Antibody people even note, yeah, that probably would have happened if you had a healthy roster um, the last time you made the championship as well. Or was that the first time? No one can remember, but everyone agrees. Yeah, strength on strength. It was probably my year, but I'm not going to be sour grapes. Congrats to Drew. He trusted the process at every stage. He had a lot of, um, how should I say this, haters. He had a lot of deterrers that didn't like his moves. But guess what? He's getting the last laugh because he's got himself a championship. The process worked. He put his faith in it, and it rewarded him. So great job, Drew. Congrats on a championship. So don't feel too bad for me because as I look at the standings and I look at everyone's draft slots, I say, well, yeah, I'm going to be back. I'm thinking I'm back. I'm coming for another championship appearance this year. Hopefully it's not the fourth loss. It could be. It very well could be. But I will be back, I promise you that. So don't feel bad for me. Now, Drew, he's got no picks next year. He's got Derek Carr. He's got, you know, no other quarterbacks. He he might not be back, okay? Depends on how Geno Smith holds up. But regardless, congratulations to him. Appreciate uh a great season of excellence. And so with that, and it don't feel bad for me, Jalen Hurts made a Super Bowl, okay? So everything's looking up. But uh, with all that said, let's now look to the future. And now that the draft board is set, which is a crazy, insane draft board, right? There's very few people that have their original first round. No, that, I guess that's not true. The top half of the draft has a ton of people with their original first round pick. Four out of our top five are holding their own. But the bottom is where it gets crazy, and everybody's got someone else's pick. But it's going to be a lot of fun. This is an interesting draft class, as it always is. This is one that was hyped for years. I was out ahead on this um, a while ago. When people online were saying it would be more valuable to trade a 2022 first to get a 2023 second any day because that's how much better the class was, I was telling them they were complete fools. That was totally stupid. And that's proved to be right. 2022, not a great class, but a lot of nice receiver talent, which is why your friend personally, triple tap wide receiver, why Bob Ballone hit wide receiver three times, why, you know, Nikki Ballone, who had a great receiving core, got Chris Olave right. That was the move. Now, this class is different. We've got more quarterbacks. We've got more running backs. The wide receiver's not as strong. The quarterbacks, we've got a lot of them. Is it going to be another 2019 or 2022, right? These years where, oh, we got Darnold, Rosen, uh, Josh Allen, Baker, and Lamar. Let's, let, you know, we got Lawrence, Wilson, Lance, Fields, and Mac Jones, right? And you look at both those classes, you're like, I don't know, two hit, maybe two out of five. But we've got a similar pool of candidates this year, so it makes it fascinating. We've got a lot of teams that are leaning into a rebuild. We've got some other teams that are kind of doing a quasi, just a retool, see if they can push their way up to that upper echelon. And then we've got certain teams, hey, they're right at the threshold. Can they get one last finishing piece to push them over the edge? So a good draft class to look forward to. Not the greatest of all time. People are already saying that 2024 is better. 
You know that happens every year. The next class is always better. But let's dive into it. Let's waste no more time, and let's do a first-round mock draft. Okay, at pick 101, Nate is on the board. This is going to be the conversation of every single Superflex draft in existence. Do you take Bijan or do you take the quarterback? Now, sight unseen, not knowing where any of these quarterback landing spots are, and when you think of the names of what's possible, right, who's really likely, the Colts, yeah, it's a decent spot. The Texans might might take a year or two. The Panthers is set up for pretty good success. Hey, if the Commanders take somebody, that, that might not be a bad spot. But is there any spot that blows you away of, oh, my God, I got to get that guy on that team? No. Are there any of these quarterbacks that are just, oh, he's the can't-miss guy? No, they all have issues, right? Stroud, I'm not quite sure if he is enough of an initiator, right? He's really just a pocket, likes-to-be-protected guy. Now, yes, he got on the move in Georgia. That was great. It was the best game he played in his entire career. It was awesome to see that. Was that just a a one-time game plan thing? Can he do that again? Bryce Young, best talent, worst size, historically terrible size. What do you do with that? You got Levis and Richardson, Oh, they look like quarterbacks. They're huge, massive dudes, completely inconsistent, have their own trouble. And then, of course, who, who's who's left after that? Is that all? Oh, it's only really four. I thought there was five in my head, I was thinking, for some reason. Okay, so yeah, four quarterbacks. I mean, and that's that's basically the story on them. So what do you do here? I think if you're Nate, especially because you're at pick four, right? We know there's going to be four first-round quarterbacks. Nate def- definitely needs a quarterback, but he needs he needs skill all over. And Bijan is going to be out the gate, probably a top five dynasty running back. I think you take him now because you take a risk of taking a quarterback and you take the wrong guy. There's a lot of things that can go wrong in a quarterback's career. Even if, you know, Bijan, even if Nate's team doesn't end, I think Bijan alone plus hitting on maybe one of these other picks of an early contributor, could put Nate into the conversation of competing again within one year. But even if Nate wants to do a more complete rebuild or get more players, I think a couple games of Bijan, he could flip him for two, three firsts, right? I, it might take some time and a serious investment to get that on the quarterback. So why not say, I don't need, you know, I don't need running back two, and quarterback one, right, assuming that Bijan would go in between one and four, either Dave or Nick would take him. And then, uh, you know, at, at, at pick four, get my running back and get my favorite quarterback now. I think it's easier for Nate. It makes more sense. Let's make the first pick, Bijan. Okay, Dave at two. This is hard. As a Georgia guy, the, the options here, you have to pick Stroud or Young. I just think you have to. As a Georgia guy, Dave is going to be a hater of both. I think Dave will put a little more uh, weight on Stroud having better NFL size. And I think those will be the two quarterback, the top two quarterbacks drafted. I think they've earned it. You know, I think obviously if you're Dave, the best move is probably to trade down here. But who's going to trade with you? Nate? I don't see Nate as a fit. I don't see Nick. Nate has too many picks. Nick is a fit. Is Devin going to give up anything? No, he doesn't need a quarterback desperately. He's probably okay waiting down there for flex talent. Billy? Could Billy take a swing and try to secure a quarterback too? That's possible, but I just don't see a lot of trade partners, which puts Dave in a bad spot. I think he's going to have to make this pick. And with all that said, I think you got to go Stroud. I think Dave will go Stroud. I think he's going to Say if I'm going to take a, a, a risk on a guy, I'm number one, I'm going to take the bigger guy who probably also has top five draft capital. And number two, even though some of the Ohio State fans in this group, I think probably think Stroud is a bit of a fraud. If he looks good, he's going to have massive trade value. So even if Dave isn't a believer, I think this is the pick that he's got to make here. I don't see a trade down partner. And my thoughts on Stroud in general, you know, it's just funny to think that this guy's going to go top five and, you know, Justin Fields, I think, went like 10 overall, fourth quarterback off the board, you know, and this guy's going to go top five, top three, second quarterback off the board. It's crazy to me. Uh, Fields has a bigger arm. You know, Fields can improvise way better when the pocket breaks down. 
He is a much better athlete. Stroud can run. We saw that in the Georgia game for the first time ever. I don't know. It seems like Ryan Day doesn't like to let his quarterbacks run. He just wants them to stick in the pocket the whole time. Um, but, you know, it's it's funny to me. I just don't, I don't see any part of Stroud's game that I would say that's his calling card that's better than Justin Fields. So I don't think he's as good as Justin Fields, but life ain't fucking fair. And so Justin Fields gets drafted to a horrible situation in Chicago, and they're like, okay, the only way we can make our offense go is by you running the ball every single play and getting beat to shit. Uh, and that's sometimes where superior and supreme athleticism can actually fuck you once you get drafted and shorten your career, right? When it, when you could have a team like the Eagles that recognize it like, oh, this is a superpower that we have to use as a tactical advantage in addition to protecting this quarterback with Jalen Hurts, right? Keeping him protected, getting him weapons to throw the ball to. And then when we get to the Super Bowl, chip breaks down, things are tight. Okay, he can rush for three touchdowns and get a and get a two-point conversion. Like, that's how you got to use it, but the Bears just suck. They're a horrible organization. And this was my whole, I mean, prior to the draft, and this is, of course, and this is the thing, we don't know yet. Stroud very much could go to a situation that's the complete opposite. Even if we don't think Indy's a great team, they might say, hey, our strength those years when we were trying out Rivers and all that is the offensive line. Let's, let's you know, if 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 Young goes ahead, uh, you know, to the Texans and then they take Stroud at, at four, what, however it plays out, right? If they get Stroud and then they could say, all right, next couple picks, we're just, we're getting a tackle, we're getting guard. If they could build up the line and they're like, hey, he's comfortable operating from the pocket, let's build that up. He might have a better chance at becoming a real thing just because he got drafted to a team that's fucking trying. Um, the Bears are just a mess. And that's that's what's hard to call the, you know, the whole exercise is hard when we don't know the landing spots, we don't know the draft capital. Uh, but, you know, that per, going into that 2021 draft, and I had the first overall pick, my rankings were, you know, Lawrence Fields, Lance. I didn't really care about the other two. I didn't, I didn't really want them. But when you look at that and you say, okay, shit, um, I was debating, is or sorry, Lawrence Fields, Lance, is Fields ahead of Lawrence? And I was thinking the whole time, man, if somebody offers to go up, you know, even a couple spots, and I think I could still get fields, that would be something amazing. Um, you know, or I, I thought back then, well, you know, I could take Najee 101 and then, you know, tempt Nikki to taking Lawrence, and then I could just come back and get fields, which is probably should have been the move in general. But the only thing that, that at the end of the day, I was like, wait a second, Trey Lance is getting drafted by one of the best rosters in the league, a, a team that's been to the Super Bowl multiple times, always in playoff contention. Like, has a great offensive coach, has an awesome uh, front office. They, they always seem to draft well. They have tons of tons of good players that they get late. Or do I want to go with Fields, who gets drafted to an absolute shit show? And that tipped the scale for me. So a guy I was considering at one got pushed down to three. And sometimes that can fuck you up, but sometimes that's what you got to do. So I don't think Stroud's any better than Fields, but I think, long story short, that's the pick here. It makes a lot of sense. Now Nick at three. Nick has a severe problem with his quarterback situation, as you may know, because, you know, critically, Tom Brady retired. Now, maybe he doesn't stay retired. It's possible, but, you know, we'll have to see. So he's got to make a decision on quarterback here. I think I'm I'm not going to... I mean, I will not be surprised if Bryce Young looks really good in spurts, but I just can't draft a guy that small. I look at Kyler Murray who is thicker and more squatly built than him. And I'm like, but this guy's always hurt. He's always hurt, right? And, and there have been games where you're like, oh my God, this is this is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but then it always comes down to earth. I can't do it. Now, I think personally, if I had to tease out Nick's taste in quarterbacks, his taste in men um, in general, in all of his drafting, I believe he... he We'll always consider, you know, the analytics side of the equation, the 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 traits. But I think he's a production guy. And he looks at it, he's like, hey, Bryce Young is an incredible talent. Whoever drafts him, I just got to hope they figure it out. And I think he's probably actually pretty thrilled that there is a B. John Robinson in this class that's good enough to go in the top two. So that way he is guaranteed Young or Stroud. Because I think the last place you want to be, because the quarterback's on his roster, Brady, Tannehill, Jacoby. I think the last place you would want to be is a situation where the first two picks are Stroud and Young. And you go, okay, well, those are the sure things, so now I have to make the first decision. Am I going Levis? Am I going Richardson? 
obviously the capital, the landing spot, that's going to play a huge factor in that decision, but it's still a tough decision because you're like, wow, I just need someone to plug and play. I don't need a massive risk here, right? I, I, I think my philosophy has been always, if you get one guy that you can always rely on, um, that you know is going to be a starter, then you can start taking swings, right? And and for me, that was, okay, I had Lamar. I knew Lamar was going to start for a while. So now it's like, okay, I can take a swing. Late, I can take Jalen Hurts. I can open up and take Trevor Lawrence because I was thinking I want another stable guy, but now I can take Lance, right? You can, you can, you need a mix of the safety and the, and the high risk, high reward. So with the state of Nick's roster, I think it's Young or Stroud or Bust. So hopefully he gets one of them. I think he's happy to get young here, but he might prefer Stroud, of course, being an Ohio State fan. Okay, Nate back on the clock. Now, I still, so predictably, this is what's nice about Nate's spot. I think he knows exactly the two players that will go off the board if he takes Bijan first. So he knows, hey, I'm either going to have to choose Young or Stroud, pick one, and then get, you know, the running back two in the class, which I will reveal who I think is going to be shortly. Um, or I could say, I'm going to get Bijan, top five running back, right? And I could take a pick here. And when you look at it, I mean, his quarterback situation, you know, not great. He's got Stafford, who should come back, right? And I think there's a lot of opportunity. Like, could Baker, you know, is he going to stay in LA? Could he be a fill-in for the Cardinals for a couple weeks? I mean, Kyler Murray's going to miss like eight weeks. You know, that could buy you some time. Um, you know, Andy Dalton, Minshew, these aren't starters, but still, he is kind of in that spot now where it's like, okay, I, I might have to take a risk here. Uh, so I have him going Levis. I think Levis will go slightly higher. Like I've said before, this is all going to be landing spot dependent. Um, and it's going to be it's going to be interesting too because I think with the Levis and the Richardson thing, you know, there is going to if one of these guys go to the goes to the Seahawks and the idea is okay, we're going to let him sit for a while behind Geno, maybe a year or two, right before we put him out here. Like, I think that's an awesome spot if you don't think you're competing this year, right? Like you want to extend your timeline. And and that probably is going to be a more successful path to having a long-term quarterback. But, you know, if one of these guys goes to the Commanders or the Panthers, it's like, well, they're going to have to start from day one, right? So they could flame out, but you get the day one starter, right? You get the day one points. And, you know, particularly, I don't know, either of those teams I don't think would actually be too bad this year, I don't think the landing spots are that horrible where either of those are kind of the Chicago Bears like, oh, these guys are going to ruin their career early. But So I'll just have Nate going Levis. I think that's probably where he's leaning now. And the other thing is, why would I have Levis over Richardson? Well, it's for me, it's pretty simple. He, the, you know, he didn't look very good this year, but the Kentucky offensive line was absolute dog shit. Horrible, horrible. And he was battling through a lot of injuries. He sat out the bowl game. He sat out the last couple games of the season, I believe, because he was so banged up. And you could see no matter who was back there, they were just getting assaulted. So that can kind of explain away the production gaps. And then I look at it, I'm like, well, he was a full two-year starter. And that's big to me because I look at other guys. I look at Lance, who is a one-year starter. I look at Dwayne Haskins, rest in peace, who is a one-year starter. I look at Mac Jones, who is a one-year starter. And I'm like, I know you can have an impressive season where you've only started at the college level one year, and now you're you're expected to go into a pro offense playing pro defense, right? I just don't think that's a recipe for success. So Richardson, I've seen the flashes. Trust me, I was leading the way early in the season. But as the season went on and teams started cluing in on him, they were like, oh, you can force this guy into very, very simple mistakes, which is a positive because you're like, hey, these are simple mistakes. If we can get him to fix it. But you also look at it, you're like, dude, if you can't naturally make these 10 to 15 yard passes, like you are way, way off. Like what is happening here? Is, is, you have to calibrate the cannon better. So I have him ahead, and so I'll have Nate taking him there. So Nate's Nate's basically option was, hey, Bijan and Levis, that's pretty good, because Matt at five, what does Matt need? Nothing in the quarterback realm. I don't think the wide receivers tempt you enough. Even though I think a, a spot of weakness on Matt's team, I think he needs a better, maybe a top-tier wide receiver. I don't know if there's anybody like that in this class. So let's have him, because he doesn't have another pick until 25. Let's have him taking running back two, Jameer Gibbs. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, a little slighter. You know, Kamara's kind of the lazy comparison, but, 
you know, I, I think it works. I think he could get into a program. I mean, he's bigger than James Cook. Um, he's a great pass catcher. And I think Matt gravitates towards that guy. That's how he found CMC before CMC was, you know, the the running back one in the league. I think that fits his style. I could see Jameer Gibbs, if Bijan goes in the, you know, early 20s, I could definitely, well, it'd be tough. I mean, I could see him going to the Eagles. The weird thing is you look at the Eagles and you're like, well, they have Gainwell. And you look at the Bills, you're like, well, they have, uh, you know, they have, um, they drafted Singletary, like, isn't, and James Cook. Like, aren't those supposed to be the smaller guys that you can always dump it off to? And Josh Allen doesn't dump it off anyway. So you don't really, those don't, it's not a, a need really, even if they need a better running back. They need more of an every, you know, an early down kind of grinder. Um, and then you look at the Chiefs. It's possible, but they kind of struck goal with Pacheco. So, but my point is, I think Gibbs could be a fringe late first round guy. I don't think it's super likely. I think Bijan's probably the only first round running back, but I definitely think Gibbs goes next out of the bunch, uh, mid to early second round. So you got to think whoever's going to take him, they're going to expect starting numbers out of him. Okay. So yeah. And then if you look at back to Nate's decision, did he want Gibbs and, you know, Stroud or Bijan and Levis? Uh, it's tough to say. It's tough to say. I, I think I, well, you know, by my, my mock draft where I would lean, but it's going to be a tough decision. Okay. Six and seven, Nate, Devin's up back-to-back picks. So this will be easy. We know Devin's going to want a running back. And I think Devin's going to say, look, I'm up here. I, I should get a quarterback, right? Don't know the situation with Justin Fields long-term. I mean, you know, sorry, there's, of course there's talk about, oh, they could trade him. I think that's, that's mostly to just, hype up the idea that, oh, we might take Bryce Young ourselves. You got to trade up with us. But, you know, you look at it, you're like, okay, you got Fields, you got Ritter, and you got who? Russell Wilson. I mean, you have these this ammo. It's a, it's a time to get a cheap guy that could do something. I think Devin will take the swing on Anthony Richardson. Uh, so I will have that as one of his picks. And then for a running back, running back is so difficult right now pre-draft and pre-combine, right? Like we had done this last year. People probably almost everyone thought Isaiah Spiller could be a top three running back. And then he runs like absolute dog shit. He's slower than shit. He has no athleticism. And then you see, he can't get ahead of Josh Kelly in a, in a rotation. So that's how quick it goes. Um, and, and like, you know, Damian Pierce, a guy who's like, oh, he has good size. You know, they didn't use him much in Florida. And then you see him at the combine. You're like, oh, okay, he's pretty big. Oh, okay, he's going to a spot where there's just really no good running backs ahead of him, you know? So it takes a while. It's tough now. So, But I'm going to go Zach Evans. I know he didn't really, like, light the world on fire like people thought he would. Um, and I don't think Ole Miss was a bad team either. But... He's got the size. I think he's got all-around ability. I think he should test well. And if I'm if I'm trying to project now, who's going to be the running back three off the board? I think he's a I think he's a good candidate. So we'll go with Zach Evans from Ole Miss, Anthony Richardson from Florida. Okay. And 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 the reason, just because Devin's going to come back up at ten, the reason I have him taking Richardson here because Devin multiple times has had back-to-back picks and double-tapped running back, which is a possibility, a distinct possibility I have for him. But well, you look at Nate, Nate's got, we went through Nate's quarterbacks already, and he just took Levis. At eight, he could take Anthony Richardson too. That actually might be a really nice scenario for him of, hey, I have two lotto tickets and I got Bijan, right? One of these guys hits, Bijan's what he sold as, Boom, I, my team is done. And if it makes it past him, I don't know if Billy's going to be an Anthony Richardson fan, but I think we know that Billy wants a little more from his quarterback two spot. You know, Kirk Cousins, how much longer does he really have left? He is that stable, boring 14, you know, quarterback 14 every week, but Billy wants to take this team over the edge. He's got a, He's got a pick that's not his. It's nine overall, right? Um, he could be tempted if Anthony Richardson was still on the board. So that's why I have Devin take him up here and not wait at the turn for 10. And that ends up being a good move because now at eight. So I've thought, do we go to the running backs four, five? When do we start breaking off that seal? When do the wide receivers start getting in the mix? And, you know, my stance for a long time was, oh, running back, running back, running back. There's too many good wide receivers. You can find them wherever. 
uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really starting to flip on that because I look at it, it's like, oh yeah, all those, all those drafts, like, would you rather have Trey Sermon or would you rather have Devonta Smith? You know what I mean? Would you rather have Kyle Pitts or would you rather have Jamar Chase? Would you rather have Antonio Gibson and Cam, Cam Akers and, and like all this junk? Or would you rather have, um, fucking, uh, Justin Jefferson? Would you rather have Henderson and Singletary? They were the running backs five and six. Or DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, Debo Samuel, Deontay, Jacoby, Mark Andrews, uh, Hunter Renfro. Would you rather have Gibson, who's running back six, Dylan, who was running back seven, Cam Akers? Um, I don't even remember the other guy. There was another bum up there that got drafted too high. Or do you want Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, Jalen Hurts, Brandon Ayuk? Like, I, it's... It's just happened. I get it. The running backs are more scarce. So you think uh, up here, I got to take a running back. I got to get one. And, but if you don't have another pick, right. Or if you miss on the wrong receiver, you know, you get someone late. That's not as good. You know, you, you're really selling yourself short. So as I look at this class, I do think it's the deepest running back class, but a lot of these guys now in this tier don't separate themselves to me. Like, I have an idea in my head of who I kind of like better, but I want to see the athleticism numbers, right? That will kind of push me towards, okay, I know who I think if they get drafted in a certain round, right, I'm going to be really on them. But then again, we'll have to see what the league thinks. Are they going to a situation where they're even going to get reps? So at least this early in the process, I think right here, this is where you have to break out on the wide receivers. So we have Nate up. I think he's going, you know, I think his style... I could lean a couple ways with what Nate's going to go, but I think, you know, he will go with uh, Jackson Smith and the Jigba. Let's have that. Ohio State fan, I think that makes sense. Um, JSN, right? You're hearing a lot of the stuff that you heard about Justin Jefferson. Only played in the slot. All, you know, not going to be quite fast enough. I He's got similar size, not quite as well built as Justin Jefferson. Um, I, think, I think, like, you know, a... A decent comp for him might be like a, a slightly smaller Cooper Cup, right? And that and that's that's obviously like not saying what Cooper Cup actually achieved in his career, but that kind of player. And you know, it depends on the offense. He may be the second or third option. We didn't get to see him play outside much because he was hurt all year. Last year, obviously, Wilson and Olave were playing outside. Yes, he went insane the Utah game when they both sat out the bowl game, the Rose Bowl, but Utah was literally, I think, putting linebackers at corner. They were so beat up there. So it's it's not a full... We don't totally know, but I think he is kind of the safest bet of he's going to be a good player. He's someone you're probably going to be able to flex weekly and get you a touchdown. And I, I don't think he's making it past Bill. So, you know, if Nate's thinking, hey, maybe I could take someone else here and get him at 11, I don't think that's a reality. I think if he's on the board at nine, Bill's going to take him. I think Nate knows that, so... He's going to take him there. So now Billy's up. And again, could he break the seal on running back? You know, I mean, he's a little thin at that position. You know, I'm, I'm trying to think. Sorry, I got to pull it up. I can't think off the top of my head. I mean, he's got Mixon, right? You got James Conner. You got Dobbins. You got Foreman. I mean, you have enough guys to really get you through another year. Uh, personally, Cord Cordero Patterson. You have enough guys to get you through another year, and you're back on the board at 16. So you can get a fill-in guy that may have an impact, right? And we've seen, you know, Pollard went 31st. Damian Harris went 17. I know I was just trashing some run. Those are really some of the late, late hits. Uh, Ramondre went in the 20s. So there there have been some hits. I think it makes more sense. Billy's going to take the Supreme player. So I'm going Jordan Addison. I know he didn't have the best year at, uh, at, at USC this year after coming from Pitt. But I just think that's kind of a Caleb Williams thing. Like, Caleb Williams is literally like Mahomes and Brady in his prime. When you look at the stat sheet, and you're like, oh, my God, this guy, you know, threw so many so many passes, so many yards, and you just look at the receivers, and it is just spread out evenly. I mean, he's just making the most of every single player on the field. So, yeah, Addison didn't command all the attention, but I just don't think that that's really Caleb Williams' game where you have with Pickett, 
who's a guy maybe a little more likely to, to zero in on his best receiver and, and be constantly looking for him. Um, like we've seen that he did with George Pickens this year. I mean, he really did not look Deontay Johnson's way, rarely gave many looks in the end zone. I think that's just, it's just a matter of how your quarterback thinks. I think Jordan Addison will go high. I think he's a good player. He's a little skinny. I'd be curious to see what he weighs in at the combine. Uh, but I think he's very shifty, uh, has good explosiveness. So I'll be curious to see that. Okay. Devin back on the board at 10. So yes, I think according to tradition, Devin will now take a running back. I, I think that's probably what's going to happen on draft night. I think he's going to say, okay, I got my run, my quarterback. I got two running backs. I'm good to go. At 14, I'll get whatever receivers left. My pro- And I, I think that'll probably happen. But my problem is right now, who is the running back you're going to take over Quentin Johnson? I just, I don't know. Because to me, this class of receivers has a clear top three. And and Quentin Johnson is that is that line is that cutoff right? Then you get into the the Jalen Hyatts and the Zay Flowers and the and all the all these other guys right? There there is some value I think in saying okay I know that Quentin Johnson's probably not going to make it back to me when Devin comes back up at fourteen. Um, let's just take him here and then hope that a couple other random players go off. I can still get into the next tier of running back, right? I just don't think any running back is separating themselves enough as the top of the tier to say, oh, I have to take one now because at 14, the entire tier is going to be gone, right? I think there's probably four guys you could put into a massive tier right now. So it makes more sense to me to go to Quinton Johnson. Do I think Devin will like Quinton Johnson? I do. He's got size. He's got speed. You know, not really DK Metcalf because he's just not as physical, um, it, not nearly, but when you look at this class of wide receivers, a lot of slight guys, a lot of shorter guys, Quentin Johnson is probably the only one with size. I think the, and speed, I think that is going to get him drafted pretty highly. And yeah, I mean, when you look at Devin's receiver room, okay, he traded for AJ Brown. Good move. He's got DK Metcalf. Yeah, that's been okay. But then you look at the rest of the list. I mean, Gabe Davis, disappointment come on let's 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 hang it up let's stop talking about Gabe Davis let's stop drafting him in the fourth fucking round of seasonal leagues that was that made no sense Brandon Cooks almost wash you really want Marquise Brown this year with whatever the Titans are going to do Deontay that situation has not been great in in Pittsburgh's offense uh I mean I think he could use another running back here personally or sorry he could use another running back but he already got one he's got starters there I think he can still get one at 14. So he could use another kind of set it and forget it receiver. So I'll have him taking Quentin Johnson. But I think on draft night, this will be a running back if someone separates themselves with athleticism or draft capital or whatever. Okay, that was the end of the first round mock. And guess what? Should I do another round? Should I do another round? Okay, we will. But let's just, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll do it real fast. So Nate's at 11. So this is a nice move. I'm going to have him taking Sean Tucker out of Syracuse. I think Tucker will be a little slow, but I think if he can run like Kenneth Walker, doesn't have quite the vision, didn't have a great O-line at Syracuse, I think he could be, kind of fits in line with what I think Nate looks for in a running back. I think he could be a nice pick um, for Nate here. So I'm going to have him going there. Okay, me at 12. This is really tough. I'm going to take Zach Charbonnet. I don't think he does anything great. I don't think anything about him wows me. But I look at him, I'm like, three-year starter, right? He hasn't gotten, like, beat up and horrible touches, but just very reliable, a consistent part of UCLA's offense for multiple, multiple years, getting a lot of work, trusted in a lot of goal line situations. You know, just kind of an all-around guy um, where, you know, you're you're not super thrilled about it, but as we sit here, you know, not having all the information yet, in February, I'm like, I don't, I don't really know who I might, I, there are a couple guys that are an argument, but I don't know who I would take over him definitively. So I'm going to take him now. Cause I think that's his most safe pick. Um, okay. Nick at 13 again. So we are now really diving into like tier two, tier three running backs. Nick in his last pick got, um, uh, Bryce young. And we know that Nick has not been even in his championship run, he's not been running back over everything, right? I mean, he made trades for Devontae Adams. Um, I think he made a trade for Hopkins. He made a trade for McLaurin, right? He 
is he is not opposed to just getting the best player on the board. And I think the best player on the board who's been the best player on the board probably over the other two running backs that were picked is Zay Flowers. Um, I like him a lot. He's my kind of receiver, as you can probably tell, from me over drafting Sky Moore. Um, I like guys, even if they're smaller, I like guys that are shifty and explosive. I like guys that, even if they don't play it, against the best competition in the ACC or their offense isn't that great at Boston College, but they are the focal point. Like, Everybody on the field knows this is the only guy that can beat us. This is the only good skill player they have. And his team is forcing him the ball. The defense knows it, and he's still scoring. And he's still breaking defenders' ankles, and he's just getting tons of tons of looks, tons of touchdowns. I mean, that's, that's a kind of guy that I like. Um, you know, and I, why don't I think he's in the top three? Uh, tier, well, because JSN I think is is just clearly like he is the most this these these kind of picks can go horribly wrong. These picks can go the way of Sky Moore, right? I can look at it and say, oh man, this is so awesome. Look at what he did, you know, against um, <laughs> trying to think of an ACC team with a bad defense. I mean, there's not many with good defenses, but oh my God, look what he did against Wake Forest. It's like, okay, does it is that really gonna fucking matter? You know what I mean? Um, so that's where these things can go wrong. Like JSN, I think is going to be a great receiver, has a very high floor, right? You know, Addison, I think is explosive. I think he's going to get drafted highly in probably to a good offense. I mean, like if he goes to the chargers, it's over. I mean, he might go way higher than nine. And then Quentin Johnson, I don't know if we've seen his full potential because I don't think Max Duggan's a very good quarterback. I don't think that's a hot take. I don't think he's very accurate. I think, um, it, when you look at the tape, you're like, oh, I don't know. Quentin Johnson's always adjusting to these balls. I think he has more yak potential than what's been unleashed. He's got all the traits. So Zay Flowers does not have the traits, doesn't have the size, worst competition worst competition out of the three of them. So he's firmly at the top of the next tier for me. But I think he's a good player. I think he's a worthy swing at this point of the draft. Okay, Devin at 14. Continuing on the running back phase. So I'm, I'm going to go maybe a little unconventional here. But I, I really like this guy. I think he's very intriguing um, as a prospect. And I'll have Devin taking Devin A-Chain. So it's not just because he's got, you know, a bias towards players named Devin that he shares a name with. It's because he got Zach Evans, right? He got his beef. He's got his bulk. Uh, I think it's actually pronounced Devon A-Chain, but I think it's spelled the same. But So A-Chain is literally a, a Texas sprint record holder in high school. He is supremely fast. I mean, it, it it's really incredible watching some of his highlights. Is he going to get, you know, 25, 30 touches a game? Probably not. But I think he is the kind of player that is going to be attracted. Uh, the, the right kind of team is going to be attracted to him. And what I mean by that is when they're getting when they're getting ready and going through their draft board and trying to pick who they're going to land on, I think he will go to a good situation. I, I I mean, I'd be like, I don't know if I'd love this because I don't know if I love the offense yet. I don't know who the quarterback is. But like pairing him up with Damian Pierce, you know, for one in, um, you know, in, in, uh, in, in God, I can't, I almost said in Texans, in Houston, right? Like you have him as your grinder, but you can use A-chain in a lot of interesting packages. You know, the Saints might be an interesting one. If they cut Kamara because they're like, we're not dealing with this shit, you know, or the Vikings, who are like, hey, we've drafted some bigger guys like um, Tyler Chandler, T Chandler and Kenny, right? I think there's a lot of teams out there that could use this guy as almost a change of pace. I think it'll be very interesting. And I think Devin likes that. I think he likes guys that have incredible speed, great. They're basically receivers playing running back. It's kind of a cheat code. Um, and I think if he goes to a good situation, he's going to be and drafted pretty high where it's, he has a clear role. You know, if he's drafted to a team that seems to have a ton of pass catching running backs already, you're like, well, what, what is, is this going to work? Or a team that has nothing. You're like, wait, are they going to actually try to run him that much every game? He might not hold up, but I think if he goes to the right situation, he is going to go up boards. So I'll have Devin taking that risk. It seems like a player he might like. Okay. Bob at 15, Bob's first pick. Um, you know, Bob has got quarterback on lock. I mean, he's got Burrow. You're setting and forgetting that for at least a decade. He's got Tua. Um, I I think he got another year with Tua, right, before we see what happens with the concussions, the second contract, et cetera. Bob was 
very smart, recognizing last year's draft class was loaded at receiver. So he wasn't afraid to hit receiver, receiver, receiver. And, you know, he's got Garrett Wilson. He's He did well there. Okay. So now I think he's got to go back to running back. So let's have him take Tank Bigsby. Tank Bigsby had a an amazing rookie season and then never was as good um, for Auburn. It, it's kind of weird why he fell off. He has perfect size for a running back. I don't think he's a great uh, pass catcher, really. Um, and he might be slow. And that that might be what we find out at the Combine, is that he is just a big lumbering dude with no speed and no agility. And, you know, one, once once teams were aware, hey, 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 no, after his freshman year, hey, just 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 stuff the line and, and he won't get past us. Maybe that just kind of figured him out. But I'm going to tell you this right now. This guy is going to get overdrafted in dynasty leagues across America just because his name is so fucking cool. I mean, one of my favorite things to do is look every year at all the players that got drafted by position and think about whose name most fits their position, right? Like, you know, there was a safety a couple years ago, Divine Diablo. You're a safety named Divine Diablo. You know, that's perfect. Like, we've seen it before. Merciless, Will Fork. There's just some names where you're like, I know exactly the position that guy plays because of his name. Tank Bigsby is a running back. I mean, that is the most perfect running back name I've maybe ever heard. And I think literally because of that, people will, not knowing a goddamn thing about him, will draft him highly just because of the name value alone. I think you'll even see people taking flyers in seasonal leagues. Like he might be a fifth round draft pick, you know, on a complete shit team. I think people will still do it just because they're like, oh, Tank Bigsby, that's a sick name. But anyway, I think at this point in the draft, I'm not really sure where else you're going to look. This is definitively like we are now at the bottom of the tier, and now I have a ton of guys in a pot, and I cannot distinguish from most of them. I, I just, I cannot. The, the class is deep. I don't know the athleticism. It's too hard. So I think he's the last of that group, so we'll put him there. Okay, Billy at 16. So he got Addison already. I made my spiel about what I think about the running back. So what's Billy going to do? Let's have him taking Hendon Hooker, which I think is a really, really nice pick here and has worked out super nicely for Bill. I mean, if he's got a, a, a bona fide flex starter in Addison, which I believe Addison will be, now you have Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker could go to a very intriguing situation in the second round. I know he's older, but he's got experience. He's got a ton of starting, and I know he's hurt. But because he's hurt, this might actually help him. I mean, I'm just saying, now Dave, turn this part of the podcast off, but what if the Lions take him in the second round? You know, they've got like one year left on golf contract before it's basically cuttable, you know, so they could keep him for a second year. They let Goff, hey, Goff, we filled up the team. Coffers are full again. Can you help us win a division maybe without Aaron Rodgers? Can you win a playoff game? We'll see. And now you have this insurance with Hennon Hooker in the fold because, I, I mean, you can't. I don't think they, the Lions really expect that Goff is going to be their starter five years from now. So you need to start thinking of a contingency plan. I think Hennon Hooker is a perfect guy. And for Billy, it's like, well, that's great. I have Mahomes and Cousins. I'm okay. I can wait a year. Um, so I think that's a really nice pick. I think he could be a nice pick for someone as, and I, you know, if he wasn't injured going into this process, I know he's older. I, I think he'd be quarterback three drafted, right? Because I mean, the, the reality where he's not injured, that's a totally different, who knows? Like who knows what happens? Uh, did he play the Georgia game? I can't remember. Um, I can't remember, but regardless, if he didn't, and that's the reason they lost, because I can't, I cannot fucking remember. Um, then, you know, maybe he's going to the SEC championship. They're in the playoffs, right? I mean, a whole different timeline. But regardless, I think Georgia beat their ass. But still, if he had made it the whole year, you know, he had gone to a bowl game, I think he'd be quarterback three. Age aside, it's just like, okay, we've seen this guy start a lot. We've seen the more production. I think he would be the safer bet over Levis and Richardson. So I think you're getting an injury discount here, which is pretty nice at pick 16. Okay, 17, Dave, his second pick on the board. He's got Stroud, the quarterback. Where is he going to go this direction? You know, Dave, I look at his team. You know, he just needs starters. I mean, he needs anybody that's going to be a starter, and I've made my spiel about the running back, so I will have him taking Jalen Hyatt. Again, does this really align with Dave's 
uh, with Dave's priorities as a Georgia guy? No. He he might say, oh, Hyatt's overrated. He sucks. We, we locked him. Okay. I still think Hyatt has very good speed. He could be a Will Fuller type super easily. He's probably the fastest receiver out of anyone that's been drafted yet. Uh, and he's, he's tall and lanky. You know, I mean, he basically ran just like they, they, they kind of spam plays at Tennessee. They didn't do a lot of creative stuff. He basically ran verticals most of the time just because he's going to beat the corner. But that's okay. That's okay. It doesn't mean that he can't learn a, a more complex playbook. And I look at it, I'm like, yeah, I mean, he could. There's a realistic chance he's drafted in the real draft ahead of a couple of the guys I have ranked here. I mean, probably ahead of Flowers, actually. And it's it's arguable for the top three that that I've already that are already off the board here. So yeah, I'm gonna have him going Jalen Hyatt. I think it's the best player on the board. Okay, Nate is back up at 18. So we're gonna have Nate doing something interesting here, breaking the uh, breaking the seal on tight end. So yes, Nate has Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz, free agent. Where is he gonna go? What kind of contract is he gonna get? I don't know. He showed up in the playoffs a little bit. I don't know if there's a huge market for Dalton Schultz. I just don't. So, and, and, you know, he's a little older. I think this is a good time. If Nate's looking back on his draft, he's hit quarterback. He's hit running back twice. He's hit wide receiver. Let's go to tight end. Let's take Michael Mayer. Um, I don't know if he's going to be the best. I think he's going to be the first drafted tight end. It will be interesting because there's a couple guys like – um, Kincaid and, and Musgrave, who are maybe better pass catchers and used in in passing situations more often. So maybe those are guys you want to prefer in fantasy. But I think Michael Mayer is the most overall kind of sound tight end. Uh, you know, maybe so. I, I think this is a probably a good swing here at eighteen. Um, in, in what's a pretty good class. I mean, I expect him probably to go in the top twenty. Okay, now me last two picks breaking the seal. Uh, I will also, I love, I love getting tight ends in this range. I just think there's always, there always tends to be good value. And yeah, I just traded for Goddard. Um, you know, I have a, what's his name? (laughs) I don't even remember his name. I have Dulcich in the wings. You know, that's, that's possible with Sean Payton. There's some hope there, but I always like to have a younger guy that I can maybe rely on. I think tight end is such a rare position that you get guys in this range that might be day one starters that could flash. Like it's valuable. It's worth something. So I'm going to take Luke Musgrave. Um, I don't think he's going to be the second tight end off the board. I I didn't watch. I have not seen a lot of Utah, so I don't know much about them. And Musgrave was hurt all this past year, so I haven't seen much of him. I saw him at the Senior Bowl. He looked like a pretty good pass catcher to me. Um, he definitely looked shifty, and I thought he looked pretty damn good. So. Without knowing a lot about Kincaid, I, I couldn't take him here, so I'm going to take Musgrave over him. And then to end the draft, um, you know, I, I look at the group of receivers. I, I think we've now entered the tier. You know, could you talk about Josh Downs or Keishon Butte? You could. I'm not going to talk about Butte until I know where he's. I mean, that to me is just screaming Terrace Marshall 2.0. A guy with all the athleticism that went to LSU. It made no sense why he didn't have more production. Seemed to have an attitude problem, a problem with the coaching staff, unfollowing, cryptic IG. It's literally the same thing. And I'm like, I just don't know. I've I've heard, you know, guys like that that are just, you're just like, okay, if you're always pissed off and doing this kind of stuff with old, like, what are you going to do in the league? Like, are are you actually, like, really dedicated to becoming a suit, like a, a very good starter in the league. I don't know. So I, I don't want to go that way. And Josh Downs, I've got too many of those kind of receivers. Like I don't want a shifty slot receiver. I think he's nice if you need some depth. I'm not that interested personally. So I'll break this. I'll go back to running back. Um, and again, now now there is literally nothing to me that, that, uh, that really distinguishes any of these guys left. There's a couple guys that are intriguing from the Senior Bowl. But I will be very curious to see where they go because they have concerns of, you know, not a lot of usage, a lot of injury history, you know. Uh, So I'll be very curious to kind of see where they go in the real draft. I'm not willing to go out on a limb and take any of those senior bowl running backs uh, right here. So I'll take Israel Abanaconda, which I can never say right. I just call him Izzy. He was the uh, running back for Pitt this year (laughs) in a game that – 
Pitt scored 52 points this year. He had 48. What was it? I can't remember. Some like 49 of them. Insane. I mean, he's had some insane games. I don't think he is really all that good. I just think, you know, Pitt was in a situation where it's working. Let's go with him um, and let's not stop. But I do think he could get drafted in the late third, early fourth round and potentially have some starter potential. You know, like he, he he's a guy I would value similarly to a Damian Pierce. Um, not as big, uh, but I would think he's kind of, he's probably going to be in a similar situation. So if I have to go out on a limb and end this draft here at pick 20, I will do that with Izzy Abanaconda. Okay, that was it. That was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. Probably never hear from me again. No, um, more, more likely than not. Um, we'll maybe come back after the combine, maybe come back after the real draft. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much the combine is really going to shift most of that first round for me, probably pretty minimally. It's probably just going to sort out the running back. So if I gave you a running back in this draft and you didn't like him, um, you know, maybe after the combine, I'd shift that around, but, um, that's about it. And, but after the draft is when we're, we're obviously really going to know. So just in case you want it all laid out again. So Nate leaves the draft with Bijan Robinson, Will Levis, Jackson Smith and the Jigba, Sean Tucker, and Michael Mayer. That is a near, that's a near perfect goddamn draft. That is a, that is a sexy draft. You get the wide receiver one, the running back one, quarterback three, tight end one. And, you know, running back, I mean, that is that is chef's kiss. That's a nice draft. Okay, Dave, he gets C.J. Stroud and um, Jalen Hyatt. Pretty good for the capital there. Nick Young <coughs> gets Bryce Young. Oh, I didn't even put that together last time. Wow. And Zay Flowers. Uh, Matt gets Jameer Gibbs. So that's a good piece for him. Devin with uh, Anthony Richardson, Zach Evans, Quentin Johnston, and Devon A. Chain. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that other spot is is a if that uh, Quinton Johnson pick is a running back. But you know, at a certain point, it's like, okay, you're really going to take three running backs and Anthony Richardson, or you want to you want to divest and maybe get you know the best receiver, one of the best receivers in this draft. Uh, myself, I got Zach Charbonnet, uh, Izzy Abaconda, and Musgrave. I don't, I don't I don't really like that all put together now that I see it personally. Um, Bob, with his only pick, took Tank Bigsby and uh, Billy. Oh, I skipped Billy already. Billy gets uh, Jordan Addison and Hennon Hooker, which I, th- I, th- I like that draft too. Uh, Did we miss anybody? Drew doesn't have a pick. Uh, I think everyone else had a pick. Nikki doesn't have a pick in the first two rounds. So we don't know what Nikki's going to do at 27, but he is up there. So Nikki and Drew has – Drew's not on the board till 50. So right now I'll just <laughs> – I'll give him Elijah Higgins out of Stanford at 50. <laughs> like, I don't know who's going to be there. Um, and Nikki, jeez, okay, well, who's Nikki going to take at 27? Um, well, I'm taking Chase Brown, running back out of Illinois. That's Nikki. So you both get a pick. Uh, I have no idea if those guys would be available there. All right, that's it for us. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful offseason. Ooh, enjoy this Cavs run that's coming up. I can feel it. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.